What's going on, people? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. We're your hosts. I'm Brad. I'm Miguel. This is our full commentary of Wes Craven's 19, not, or, uh, not 94, 1984 classic. 94 is way too late. A Nightmare on Elm Street, written and directed by Wes Craven, produced by <coughs> Rob Shea uh, of New Line Cinema. Their first uh, major success um, since the company was founded in 1967, which, of course, New Line Cinema is often referred to as the house that Freddie built because that was their first really successful movie and that's really the movie that made them new line cinema so if you're a new line cinema fan and all the movies that they've done which they they have some good ones in there um and their filmography man you can thank say, yeah, they have a lot of movies out there yeah so um we are watching on hbo max so if we kind of take this time we're going to chat for a few minutes go get your copy ready we are paused at zero minutes and zero seconds and i'm going to say three two one play and when i say play you will click play so um this i listen i know a lot of people are going to say and do say that scream is wes craven's masterpiece and i just don't i don't agree with that i think nightmare is always going to be his best film i really do um and i know like like i i appreciate what they did with scream five and the whole hashtag do it for west thing and like that's great i mean that's awesome but at the end of the day a nightmare on elm street was so different and so jarring when it came out you know what i mean the the premise and the concept was something that nobody had ever done before i mean we lived in we lived in the world of you know it was still kind of the beginning of the slasher genre. I mean, you had had Halloween in 78, you had had Friday the 13th um, in 1980, but really this was kind of the dawn of a lot of those 80s slasher films because Freddy was the, you got to remember, Michael was not the king of the 80s. Freddy was. Freddy owned 80s slashers and 80s horror. And then horror in general. He did. And then what he did the unexpected and he became like a pop icon and everybody wanted to dress up like him for Halloween and which Wes Craven hated, by the way, he was like, you know, Freddy Krueger is supposed to be the, you know, I mean, he, he literally based Freddy Krueger off of a terrible experience he had as a kid and he named him after his childhood. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? I mean, like deciding to like (laughs) present your fucking trauma as art. And then next thing you know, everyone is dressing up as him as a joke. Halloween for generations. Wow, that was a pretty big backfire. Well, it's it's just funny. Like it's funny how things like that that are meant to be. I mean, he's a demon. He he's a ghost. He's supposed to be, you know, your nightmare. Like he, Freddy finds you in the place that you're the most vulnerable, which is when you're asleep, and that's when. I mean, it worked for me. I was scared of this fucking movie for like ever. I have. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I don't really remember watching this movie at all. This is probably my first. I remember uh, watching this movie for the first time. I was a huge Pirates of the Caribbean. But, you know, I we grew up when the Pirates of the Caribbean, like the original, like the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies were, you know, were huge. And I they were hot and I loved them. I'm still a huge fan of that franchise. And I've always been a huge Johnny Depp fan. And I remember my parents were watching this. Uh, it was on TV or something. And it was at the point... I remember walking in at the point where uh, the, uh, is it Ron? I think is that his name? I'll have to look up the cast. It's been a while since I watched. Um, 
it was at the point where he's in the jail cell and you see Nancy's looking in through the window and she sees uh, she sees Freddie just walk through the jail cell and like it scared the shit out of me. Like this, I remember as a kid, it scared me. But I even fell into that trope, the thing that Wes Craven hated where like I remember buying my first Freddy Krueger glove on you know, on whatever Halloween website when I was a kid. And I remember dressing up like him for Halloween. Like, it's just, uh, it's really funny how people MTVify it, you know? And it be, he, he becomes an icon. He, he, kids love it. You said MTVified it? MTVified it. You know what I mean? Which I know that's not really a word, but. <laughs> I think the word is mainstream. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just, he became such a symbol in pop culture, you know? And that was never Wes Craven's, idea that was never what he wanted to do i mean the first two films he's scary the third film it's like half and half for me i think with dream warriors he's he's he is still scary and brutal but he's starting to call people bitches all the time and you know you get welcome to primetime bitch and he's kind of he's starts making jokes and it's almost like you kind of laugh a few times like some of the stuff he says in those later sequels he's funny like yeah. like it, it's a terrible like really off-color joke but it, it's kind of funny so uh so let's do this thing we are paused at zero minutes and zero seconds uh again we're watching on hbo max you can watch it on in whatever copy you want uh the reason we pause it at zero minutes is just because sometimes when you get all the piracy warnings and all that stuff it, it there's there's a little bit of a delay from when you click play on the menu versus clicking play when the film starts so zero minutes zero seconds i'm gonna say three two one play and when i say play you are going to click play it's rocket science i know uh by the way i'm drinking sleepy time tea which i thought was a brilliant idea for this really get you in the gonna sleep through half the movie then. get you in the mood no i'm not i'll be awake this is a fun yeah. one man this is definitely a fun watch all right here we go a nightmare on elp street 1984 in three two one play You should see the New Line Cinema uh, right now in black. I bet said this is like we haven't done like a remote commentary since. Yeah, our this very is first our. Uh, this is the first remote commentary we've done in a while. No, this is like together. the second. Yeah, this, the last apart. one was. The last one was uh, Rob Zombie Two. Yeah, you're right. That was a while mm-hmm. ago. That was a hot second ago. That was a hot second ago. So let's hope this um, isn't a clusterfuck during our yeah. time. I will be at 40 seconds in 2, 1, 40. I'm at 40 seconds. We're good. So Get over here, guys. What about you? Let us know. Dude, I love this scene of him, like, creating the, you know. The, 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 the infamous uh, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I get why he yeah, should be scary yeah, right here because yeah. I'm sure seeing that alone at like fucking yeah that oh, right yeah. there I like ten yeah shit everywhere on the wall man so a nightmare on Elm Street was made uh, production budget of one point one million but it grossed over fifty seven million dollars at the global box office. I mean, that movie made $55 million in profit. Damn. Everyone got a new car that year. I know, right? Yeah. 
as a thank you. The first time Julia watched this movie for like a month after, <clears> she, <throat> she would like walk around the corner in our house and she'd be like, Tina. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what's good about this too? They did a lot of the dream sequences so well because like you, it feels weird. Like the sheep running down the hallway, like what the hell is that? Like you, it's because you, I mean, you got to think a lot of times in your dreams, you're, you're dreaming about things that aren't normal and that are just kind of weird and out there. And I think they did a really good job, especially in the first two movies, like really just kind of making you feel like what this ethereal, like what is happening? Like, it's just weird. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. And I think it works. <clears throat> See, it was always a scene of like steam, like a steam factory or whatever. I don't know. Just the fact there's a lot of steam. It's just like well, the, the this, boiler room thing. Is that what that is? Sorry, yeah, guys. They, I only burned it steam room. They burned him in a boiler room. Okay. So, like he died in a boiler room, so that's kind of his like thing. That's his playground, you know. Kind of fucked for that to be your playground. The place okay, that you last died. Okay, for Freddy died. though. I mean, the place that you last died. I kind of don't want to think about it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god, the usual running trope. Jesus fuck. It's so weird, but it's so perfect. Like, <coughs> what a way oh, to open a film, man. Tina, you okay, Tina? Is is it is it like the oh shit? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Of course, of course, you're a bunch of fucks. Your daughter is screaming her head off, and just woke up, and her dress is all cut up, and you're like, "Come back to bed, Mars." That has to be like a stepdad. You think so? Yeah. Fuck! I don't know. For you, I think they went back and added the scenes with the kids doing the jump rope after the fact. You think so? I think so. See, it's this type of dream that fucks me up. It's like, it's so, like, out of the ordinary. Okay, I guess it's not a dream. It's like, you know, it's like those type of scenarios, and then, like, Freddy is just sitting there just waving at you. Like, that shit's so freaky, because, like, it's supposed to be peaceful, but then Freddy's there. Yeah. Introducing yeah. Uh, the main uh, hunk of a star, Johnny Depp. Yep. First movie Johnny Depp ever did. Dude, one of my favorite lines in horror is coming up right here. Is that it? No, hold on. <laughs> what? What the up hell? Your... What does that mean? Up yours with a twirling lawnmower. Like, what does that mean? That is such a New Jersey what is like, that? comment right there. <clears throat> and it's funny. I was I was watching uh, Never Sleep Again, which is the fantastic Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. Um the other day like kind of prepping because we're going to do all of the nightmare on elm streets in season two of purely and simply evil and they wanted a super jock built like like a super jock you know stereotypical dude 
for Glenn's character, for Johnny Depp's character. And they were like, we cast Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp was like kind of awkward and re- he was real nice and quiet and respectful and like, you know, but it worked, man. It, it really worked. It's funny that that became Jack Sparrow. No, not surprising. I could totally see it from being honest. By the way, hashtag justice for Johnny Depp, man. I love Johnny Depp. Forever one of my favorite actors. Hey, yeah, you can polarize as much as you want, guys. Just saying. We side with Johnny. And our dads play golf together, which is pretty cool. Played. Not now. Not now. Not yeah, currently. Johnny's, Johnny's not currently. We're, it's the not like, yeah, I know please. Johnny. Yeah, I, we're not like, yeah. Yeah, obviously his fame has got a lot to deal with right now. Although I'm just saying, if there was somebody that like I could have lunch with, like a famous person, I'd probably pick Johnny Depp. I'm just being honest. I don't know. He's he a seems, little awkward. He he's, seems like, like cool in dude. general, he's a little awkward. Also, that's the most creative thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, call but it sounds like no. World War Three out there. I, it's fine, Ma. I gotta go. Bye. No, dog. Call the National Guard, please. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't work, Chief, did it? Miguel, where? what time are you at? What time stamp are you at? I'm currently at 724, 25, 26. Okay, cool. All right, so we're, we're at the same spot. I'll tell you what. The pacing of this movie is so good. There's never a dull moment in this. Like, ever. Is he being serious? Is she being serious? Yeah. They're all dreaming about the same person. They're dreaming about him. You know, psychologically speaking, yeah, that's fucking impossible. Good thing this was the 80s and anything is possible. I know, right? Oh, boy. Don't you just miss the whitewashed skinny jeans and the fucking <laughs> uh, right? tucked in sweaters? Like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? It's like, don't that's get me wrong, I don't mind a good dip. tucked in shirt, but like, if everything's tucked in, Jesus Christ. Look how tight those pants are, too. Good Lord. I, I think it was a rule back then. You had to have those tight pants that, like, hug your butt cheeks. Yeah, if I can't see all three of your your tools down there, yeah, something <laughs> <clears throat> Damn, so intimidating. You know what? In that's in that regards, I'm out, man. Sorry, you scared me. Yes, that's threatening. I got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that the up yours with the spiraling lawnmower? Yep, that's Rod. Bro, he's got every button on that shirt unbuttoned except for the bottom. I guess that was a generation. And then 2000, it was... 
everything button but the top button. Glenn was probably like, no, I wasn't. That's so gross. That is disgusting. <sighs> Just saying. That is probably the most 80s cringe. Well, fuck. Okay, in that case, <laughs> let's just get it started. <laughs> I'm just saying that's pretty crappy Athena, though. What do you mean? I don't know. She's like, I want you guys to stay here with me because I'm scared. But you just hang downstairs. I'm going to go rail my boyfriend for a couple hours. And my is mom's this her boyfriend? Bed. That's what I was confused with. I was yeah. like... Hmm. Also, he is going through torture right now. Bro, what the fuck? She just had a bad dream and all of a sudden she wants to get her pound on? He's got to sit and listen. <laughs> also, Bro, what kind of sex is. are they having? Sounds like he's stabbing her in the throat. Have you seen Euphoria? Yeah. There's a scene in Euphoria that's kind of similar to that. It's fucking hilarious. It sounded like she was dying. I think that was an 80s thing. Like, how much noise can you make? (laughs) What the hell? Oh shit. Look how sweaty he is. I would too if I was screaming that loud. It wasn't even the sex, it was for yelling so much. (laughs) Now, this scene, listen. This is probably one of the most iconic scenes in horror history. This whole dream sequence between uh, with, with with Tina. I mean, holy crap, man! You're really spoofing this scene up right now. Oh, it's it's an amazing scene. It's one of the best scenes in horror movie history. Bold statement, Cotton. Let's see if it holds up. Well, and it it's a seamless transition. You don't know when she starts dreaming and when she stops. You know. Well, you know when she stops, but, I mean, you don't know, like, it's so creative how they did the dreams. It really is. So this is a dream right now? Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Ah. Ah. Is that a tooth? Uh, 
from the man in the mirror. Also that, man. Amazing. That's where the million dollar budget came from. This movie was so ahead of its time. Well, you know, this movie had over 80 effect shots in it. It had a ton (coughs) of like the majority of the budget went to the amount of like effect stuff they had to do. Yeah. And it's all practical. I mean, it all looks great. There was no crazy dumb CGI or. Are you talking about the fucking elastic thing was practical? Yeah. Oh, good job. It's pretty cool, man. Sam Raimi, eat your heart out, dog. And you know, Freddie, this was all based kind of on a true story. Like, oh my god, almost everything is fuck. Yeah. Wes Craven said that he, when he was a kid, he was, you know, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I believe they weren't like his family wasn't super well off, and he was sitting there looking out the window and. uh some guy was walking and he had a fedora and a sweater and a trench coat and he like saw him and of course Wes Craven like ducked down because he's like you know you don't want to be like watching somebody and he looked up and the guy was like playing with him like he like he the guy was like getting off on the fact that he was scaring uh you know that he was scaring young Wes Craven and he you know he thought that was scary um Freddie his name he, he had a childhood bully named Freddie. And then there was a news story in, um, there was a news story in the LA times where these victims of the, the Vietnam war, they were refugees <clears throat> and they were having awful nightmares and they were dying in their sleep and they did a whole story. And, you know, it, it was just crazy, man. Damn. That still looks good. Yeah, so this is, this is pretty much like, his imagination of what happened. Yeah. It's God. So good. And boom. Whoo. Why? Why bother watch it? Oh shit. Man. This scene, her death scene is so wild. Is this her death scene? She was a trooper, man. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Tina. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This, now, this was a rotating room. And they were putting them through the ringer, man. Like... This was hardcore.
Oh shit. Unbelievable. And that splash of blood that went over Rod's face, that wasn't planned. That was like when the rotating room like came back and she fell. Like that, it just, uh, that whole scene, man, the blood spraying around. Unbelievable. Damn, can you imagine just walking in seeing that? Fucking hell, that's traumatic. Oh, so Rod's going to be thinking, people are going to think Rod did it. Yeah. I don't know, man. <gasps> yeah, I, I, what? Is that who I think it is? No. Which one? Which one? The detective. That's John Saxton, bro. Holy fuck, that's John yeah. Saxton. Yeah, dude, John Saxton is Nancy's dad. He's the, he's the, the, I guess the detective or the sheriff or the chief of police bro. yeah dude john saxton is a beautiful hunk of a man bro <laughs> i only know him from like enter the dragon and just how yeah. suave he is did he play johnny james bond at some point uh i don't know if he played him but he was in james bond Damn, yeah dude he's he awesome been. that was a missed opportunity i don't even care about the receding hairline but jesus <clears throat> I feel like that's the least. Oh, okay. Dude, listen. This is gaslighting in this fucking movie. (laughs) This is nothing against Ronnie Blakely. Okay. I think Ronnie Blakely is, she was a perfectly fine actress, but the mother in this movie, she is the worst mother in movie history. She is atrocious. Therapists are literally watching this movie as a case study. (laughs) They're like, what does a bad mother do? Yeah. And, you know, I think they said those kids, like the actual, uh, the the Asian people that died of this, you know, who died in their sleep, they were actually like, in that news article it was talking about, they had Mr. Coffees and they had stuff like they were tra- sleeping pills and they were trying to keep themselves awake. And they just had these violent dreams and died with no explanation. And they caught what they call uh, sudden unexpected death syndrome is what they, that was their final, that's what they declared it as. And what is that? I mean, isn't there like a isn't there like a like a myth like a myth or whatever it is? Like it's like if you have like a near death experience, it's probably because like your heart rate's going so low when you're dreaming that your body just know. telling you to wake itself up. And like if someone from if there's like a thing where I remember it's hearing like if a loved one is that passed away is in your dream and they like reach their hand out for you to take. Like, don't take it because if you do, that's that's you passing away too. Really? Yeah. There's that. There's that wow. little like uh, theory going around. I remember wow. hearing about it. Maybe that's just like a a wives' tale, but yeah. Yeah. So is this still like a? Is it? Does the whole entire town know about Freddie? Uh, the parents. So like, what? 
if you're watching this, you know the plot. Uh, their parents killed him because he was a a predator. He was a you know a child murderer and he was a child molester, which they had to kind of dance around because there was actually a huge um, child molestation case like in like the U.S. Supreme Court at the time. So they were kind of they I think they kind of toned down the the creeper part of it, you know, for the movie. And I mean, for real though, I mean, Rod may have been a dick, but like, what do you, what do you do in that situation? Like, Like, could you imagine? Like, could you imagine that situation? Like, I, in a way, you almost, you almost <clears throat> feel bad for Rod. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Like, how, how well, the fuck do you explain? How do you, how do you, how do you explain yourself, your innocence? I know. Dog? I, I know. I mean, I know what it looks like, but that's why you feel bad for him. Cause it's like, damn, like, like you can't explain that rationally. Isn't that the medium and like all of the, uh, and like the, and like the, what's it called? That movie. What's that movie? Uh, the haunting. I don't remember. Yeah. That's insidious. That's the medium and in insidious. I, I would have to watch Insidious again. I've only ever seen it, I think, once or twice. <clears throat> also, yeah, that guy. teacher right there. Is that Kevin Bacon? No. Okay. Miguel, what timestamp are you at? I'm currently at 2402. Perfect. Poison. He looks thrilled to be standing up in front of his class reading. Yeah, right. Also, mm. damn, that's scary. Bro, her desking was pretty fucked, dog. I ain't gonna lie. They really put that poor lady through. What was her name? Um, Amanda Weiss, who played Tina. She, like, you know, even she recalled, like, being in the body bag. Like, you can't unzip a body bag from the inside, obviously. So, like, she, you know, they had centipedes crawling out of her mouth. And she was locked in a body or zipped up in a body bag. Like, plus the whole rotating room thing was just wild. I mean. You know what I just noticed? And we actually use the rotating room again in another point of this movie, which I'm not going to I say. just noticed that it was like the first, like you, you were it like, it's rare for like the first girl to die. You know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? Like the first girl you see in the movie tends to be like the one that survives. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Nope, that's where we draw the line. Nope. 
I know, just logically speaking. That shot always gave me Haddonfield Memorial in Halloween 2 vibes. Like 1981 Halloween 2. I don't know why. That just, it did. It always reminds me of that shot. That It's like one of my favorite shots of Michael Myers where he's walking down the stairs, like in the hospital, chasing Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh no, where is she going into? A, a boiler room? Who would have. Oh wait, no, that's not one. Never mind, I'm stupid. That's a boiler room. Oh shit, yeah, you're right. Look at me. Lada. Two points of Gryffindor. Now, there's a really great shot of Freddy coming up here, too. And if you watch, you see how his right arm kind of, like, drags? Yeah. He, he had said, that's scary. And it's just a wall. That's terrifying. They, you know, everything about Freddy was very, like, intentional. Like, you know, like, Robert England said he kind of went for, like, the like a mobster stance type thing. And um, the also Nosferatu, the, like the OG vampire film, he kind of wanted him to kind of creep around and move like that. Uh, but the glove was heavy. Like it was really made out of metal and it was heavy. So his right arm kind of like sunk a little bit, which I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's cool. Like he really created that character and made it his own. Yeah. I love how in the subtitles it when it when Freddie was speaking it just said man but it's only because no one has said it, his name yet. Oh well now. Yeah. Oh, she has a burn mark. Yep. Her medium powers are activating. She knows what's wrong. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Let me tell you, Hall Pass was by far the most bullshit thing I've ever seen in my, ever gone or experienced in my life, my high school life. I never noticed that there was Motley Crue graffiti on the wall outside of the high school. Oh, R.I.P. I like how they're I like how they actually look like high schoolers and not, you know, fifty yeah. six year olds posing as high schoolers. Right. I think they all did a great job. They picked four people with really great chemistry. He rocked her world so hard, he was knocked out, dog. 
And, you know, kind of even go back to the chemistry thing. Like, even this moment right now, like, it's, like, they have chemistry. <coughs> All four of them have, like, a relationship. Like, it's not like, you know, and I think that's what makes the original Halloween so good. And so many other slashers, like, they don't have, like, the Friday the 13th movies, as much as I love them, the characters don't really have, I mean, there are exceptions. I'm not saying all, none of the characters have chemistry or a relationship with each other, but like. Some of them are just trying to collect a check and not well, trying to actually work towards I don't mean the, the actors, project. though. I mean, the characters are written where they have a relationship. Like, the characters care about each other. It's almost like so many of the characters, and like, people are literally, like, you know, the majority of the people in a Friday the 13th movie are there to be killed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, this movie, it's almost, like, it's jarring because it's, like, you know, Halloween is different because Halloween, yes, Judith dies, but the main characters, like, you gotta wait until the very end of the movie for anything to really happen. This, you know, it's bang. It starts off with the dream. Then, boom, Tina dies, and then it's kind of this mystery, like, it's just, it's done really well. And, and I love the fact that they have chemistry because as an audience member, like it makes you care about the fact that like, holy crap, this is really happening. You know, they're getting picked off like one by one. Tell you what, Freddie or not, it's never a good idea to fall asleep in the tub. Just saying. I mean, yeah, you're right. Ugh. I love how quick it is. I know, right? It's like there's no... It's just... It, it's seamless. Bro, I wish I could sleep that quick. What the fuck? See? The one good thing <laughs> that Marge Thompson does... Bless you. Thank you. I swear to God, the hands start peeping through. Oh, there we go. That's scary, because that's like, it just goes into blackness. Like, there's just that little hole, and, you know... That's just an irrational fear now. Huh? That's just an irrational fear now. Yeah. I feel like 80s mother just like they each of them get issued like a weekly book of like irrational things to die in. <laughs> and then they're immediately scared for their kids. But at the same time, though, the mom in this movie, she doesn't give a crap. She is. I, that I mean, was like her one have... moment of like genuine like care. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the one time we get to see her be a good mother. The rest of the time she's like drunk and babbling on. <sighs> Ugh. 
Fuck, where is that over the counter now? <clears throat> oh, wait, it's called Adderall. Dude, it's so scary because we've all been there where, like, you don't, like, where you're trying not to fall asleep and it's so hard. Like, it, it's inescapable. Freddy Krueger is inescapable. Ah, <clears throat> yeah, go hit the gym. David Goggin does it at 1 o'clock in the morning. You be all right. I thought that was a mother. I was like, bro. What? I thought that was a mother. It's a shame no one can afford a house like that to be able to climb up and see your girlfriend. She's kind of mean to him. I'm not going to lie. He's a good boyfriend. Uh, I tell for future things to come. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. That was wrong of you. That was bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it must have been a hot topic in English class. Like that's old? Wow, I feel oh, like I feel an ancient then. The pain. I know, right? <laughs> that kind of hurts. <clears throat> I can see the gray hairs already, dog. Is that <laughs> a mullet or is that not a mullet? I don't know what that is. That is the haircut that only Johnny Depp could pull off. That's where he got the the Jack Sparrow thing. He's like, ooh, I like where this is going. <laughs> this is her dream. Now she's dreaming, yes. Yeah. I think I think you could tell by the fog. The second there's fog, that's how you know it's a dream. Has there been fog in the other dreams? Pretty much. Huh. <clears throat> this is the dream that scared me so much when I was a kid. Out of out of any of the dreams in the movies, this is the one that like really genuinely got me. Because Did I think so? I okay. think it's because this is the first one I saw. This is the first dream sequence I ever saw from the movie. What were you going to say? You be, would you be more scared of this dream with Freddy or <clears throat> you walking down the street and it being Michael? I don't know. Michael, I can get in a car and drive to California and he won't be there. Freddy, you literally can't get away. That should have been red flag number one because, bro, how is he in your dream? Yeah. How, how are you talking to Glenn in your dream? Be da -da. 
It's another thing that we haven't even mentioned is uh, the music in this movie is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Charles Bernstein actually, um, he that that what you're hearing right now, dee da dee da. That's the first like musical interval you learn. Na na boo boo na 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 na. Like that's the first thing you learn. So like the it makes it creepier the fact that Freddie's like a, ch- a child like sexual predator, and you know. Which do you think it worked that they kind of toned down like the sexual nature of Freddie, and they just kind of implied it? I don't know. This shit looks kind of scary to me. It is scary. Dude, this one right here. This got me when I was a kid. <clears throat> Holy crap. This killed me. Ugh. That. Tina Tina (laughs) Bro that came out of her mouth No that that was prosthetics I love this That is so good Love it man Although it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, but I love it now. Bro, it literally had been, I'd have been running like a track star. Not this waving my arms around. <laughs> this like... <clears throat> this was something that... I, I think this was Bob Ew, that's idea, gross. Which... Uh... That's gross. Wait, what's, what, what, is that a mask? Wait, look, watch. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Wes Craven didn't like the wet, sticky stairs thing, and Bob Shade loved it. He thought it was a great idea. Fuck! Can you imagine? And Johnny Depp just had to sit there and pretend to be asleep while Robert England and Heather Langenkamp are, like, throwing each other into the wall. That's what one of them roll in Pirates of the Caribbean. Back when, like, pillows were made of feathers. Yeah, right. Still got that warm milk next to her bed. <laughs> that shit probably should probably grow to you. Fuck.
Fuck. No way he fell asleep that quick. Oh. No, but there was a there was a feather. Me. Jesus. Dude, this scared me. And I believe they shot this in reverse. Again, one of the scenes that genuinely freaked me out as a kid. Wait, how do you film this in reverse? They had it tied around his neck. And that, yeah, you're right, there is fog. I've never noticed that before. Oh, I knew how this was going to go. <laughs> He's just so fucking swallowed. He really is, man. <laughs> and he comes back in part three. <clears throat> oh, so, great. So you get, <laughs> right? It's scary, man. That's scary. It wasn't that long. <clears throat> he did die pretty quick. Yeah. Unless he broke his neck because he made it so like tight. You know what I mean? Maybe. The laugh? Oh, that's crying. You have a wake for A-Rod, but not Tina? Unless we didn't see. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're not wrong. Jesus. What's that gotta go? What's that gotta mean? <clears throat> oh, they're just officially going with the. They're just officializing that she killed. That he, that he killed yeah, Tina. Yeah, that he killed her. Yeah. He really is a suave dude. I know every single scene. The press jacket with the the cigarette. Right, it's like why did he ever get chose for, chosen for double? I don't know. You know, he actually wrote. He actually really likes this franchise, and he 
I believe after part three, he wrote a um he wrote a prequel and it was actually kind of cool. I, I think his prequel would have explored like seeing Freddy at like before all the dream stuff, before he became <laughs> like a supernatural demon. John yeah. Saxon wanted to explore him as a um like as to, like a serial killer who done it kind of thing and have yeah. the movie end where or I don't know if it would have ended with them killing Freddy. I don't, I don't remember exactly how it would have ended, but it was it would have been explored like Freddy as a, as a normal human being, which is kind of interesting. It's a little back shit backwards and according to this script. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just you that I don't trust. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not you that I don't trust. I just, I don't trust you at all. Bro, I'm pretty sure if they use this equipment now, it'd yeah. probably be like a $50,000 surcharge for oh, using yeah. antique equipment. Right? Yeah. You mean to tell me there's just stacks of papers just laying around on the floor while it's going? I guess. Damn. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. This is like before like dreams were like became like a psycho like a well, psychology topic. Yeah, and it's really smart for of him to throw that in there, you know what I mean? Cuz it yeah. makes it's just again, it's the stuff that makes you think like whole like wait, it, it makes you think, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we we even now we still don't know what dreams are. Yeah. Like, bro, literally, like, I took a nap, like, three hours ago, and I had a dream that I lost my semi-truck. I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. At least, at least they know what REMs are. Oh, get ready for a uh, negative 12 because it's just about to double. Thirty? Are you talking about negative thirty? She's at thirty.
turning point. Brood, I listen, as an audience member, like watching this in the eighties, that must have been like what the f like holy crap, man. <clears throat> that must have been insane. At least the mother now knows that uh, she's having some fucked up dreams. I know, right? I'm, it's going against every fiber of my body right now because I'm living off coffee. <laughs> Bro, what? <clears throat> What's up with the monologue? Oh, wait, she threw it out? I thought she threw it out. That's pretty, uh... <clears throat> this is where she really starts to take on the awful mom thing. She gave it that good. That yeah. Will Smith action. <laughs> what? Every single bitch slap is going to be a Will Smith joke? Sure. At this point. But hey, she took that like a champ, kind of like Chris Rock did. Right. Well, she got what we wanted. She knew her mom knew something about him. Is she... That would have cut someone's finger. So is Nancy like one of the survivors of Freddy Krueger? Like the real Freddy Krueger? Uh, I think it implies <clears throat> that, yeah. Makes sense why she likes to veg out now. Yeah. I Listen, I'll tell you what. People... People dog on the Elm Street remake, but the Elm Street remake actually did a lot of things really well with, like, explaining why it was those specific kids, because it was their parents. They were his, like, they were his victims as children before they even remembered. So, like, it may, you know what I mean? They, 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 they pushed the, the child predator thing more in the remake, but it, I, I don't know. That's one of the things that actually really worked about that film. And it, like for the story that they were trying to tell this story, it makes a little bit more sense for it to be kind of ambiguous. Look, and yeah, he's just, yeah, he's that. just, he's just a creep and you know, 
That's kind of a cheesy line. <laughs> that's that's kind of bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Start '80s hit vibes. Wait, why is that gross? Her mom barred up all the windows so she can't get out. Oh shit. <laughs> She did that in a span of a day. I know, right? She did all of that in a day. I mean, I'm sure she had people come do it, but... I about said, for a drunk vegetable, she's really intuitive. Oh, no. You know she's been you know she stood there in that kitchen for 40 minutes waiting to do that. Right? You know she's vegged out so hard. She's she's projecting. You think? Yeah. Almost sounds like a dream. <clears throat> You could make that into a prequel. You could. I mean, yeah. Bro, you hate the lost justice system like that. All right. It was a wrong signature that let him out. Burn the bitch. Wait, why is she talking like it was her that did it? Because she was one of the people that did it. it and that was, was when the, she was like really young? It was all of the parents. I assume? Yeah, it was when Nancy was really young. <clears throat> Can you imagine? I mean, if you think about it, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, can you think about it? Like, finding out that your parents are are the reason why a serial killer is dead? Like, I know, right? Your your parents killed a serial killer? Like, I know it's pretty traumatic to think about, but it's low-key kind of badass. Yeah. Oh, no. I know this scene. Here's, where we, get to, here's where we get to reuse the rotating room scene. And this... This was crazy to film, too, because uh, it, it was so disorienting and nauseating. Like, you know, obviously they had cables and all that stuff. And 
the weight of the red dyed water for like the blood made the rotating room like spin out of control. So like everything started breaking and cracking and it was like spiraling out of control. Um, and all the electrical wires were snapping and stuff. So like it was electrified red water that was just spiraling out of control during that scene. And it was actually like really dangerous. Can you imagine just hearing that? Just hearing that, I like, know. yeah. Did they explain why her her gray hair is why she got the gray hair? Well, I think that's what ha- if you don't sleep, that's what happens. Like, you know. Whack the fucker. That's the plan. <laughs> that's the whole plan. Yeah, that's what Freddie always that's all he wants. That's all Freddie wants. <laughs> Script says Johnny Depp falls asleep. <laughs> the plot says no says I. What is the shirt he's got on? Bro, this is the this is the video that a whole lot of like Johnny Depp fangirls were swooning over. The yeah. cut crop top football jersey. Not the part where he gets taken into his bed and violently murdered. <clears throat> uh no. That reminds me, you know how you're talking about like how Freddie got mainstream, people are like dressing up like Freddie and all that stuff. Yeah. It reminds me of like the whole thing's been going on with like Michael Myers, where like women are like want to take pictures of like people in michael myers costume choking him choking them yeah, yeah it's yeah. like bro how how far gone have we gone where that's like weird <laughs> it's like right. some people call michael daddy it's like bro fucking stop yeah yeah can you imagine just having your tv just sitting right there on your on your on your uh fucking bed no just a giant like matchbox like that well then again we all watch movies from our fucking bed anyways with laptops but still yeah. I feel like he's a good kid the good ones usually go like I feel like he's just like like a genuinely good kid and his mom seems like genuinely cool like his is the death that I kind of like actually feel like upset about you know what i mean because it's like man he seemed like a good kid you know he didn't do anything bad i mean he was just like you know trying to have a good time and i'm just saying though it's kind of fucked for that mother just to keep freddie's gloves like that if you know i'm sure ghosts and hauntings were a thing in the 80s so like if i killed this this serial killer and kept his gloves. Me thinking, yeah, wouldn't he maybe haunt that you? ghost would yeah. haunt me. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'd, I'd throw that thing away. Right. It's like, no, dog, it's not the Elder Wand. You don't want to keep that around you, so, like, fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's not 
coffee maker under her bed. Oh my god! And you know what's awesome? I bet like '80s ground coffee was probably like industrial strength. Yeah. Like, like the shit had lemons inside it. Yeah. Ground up lemons inside their coffee grounds. Like, holy shit! Uh huh. Explain, explain the change in clothes. She's probably like, bitch, you better not have slept. That father looks disproving. Oh shit, they're going to think uh they're going to think Nancy killed uh good old Johnny. I mean her parents might think that. Yeah. Or his parents might think that. Yeah. Also, that was the most stereotypical dad I've ever seen. Bro, that isn't dad goals. I don't know what it is. Not the whole like being suspicious of their kids, but like being able to stand in front of your doorstep and just drink a beer. See, who the- she's so messed up. Jesus. And it's the same bottle too. It's the same kind of bottle. She goes for the same. She she likes. She's drinking like straight vodka. The girl likes her stuff, man. Vodka straight out of the bottle. Gross. Now it's on him. How do you sleep with your TV on your crotch? Oh, rip. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Why? Okay, good deal. I didn't know if my like audio cut out or whatever. No, you're good. And you got to think, this is scary for her, too, because it's like once if Glenn goes, she's alone. Like, nobody believes her. Everybody thinks she's crazy. You know? I mean, yeah, that's true. Is she dreaming? (laughs) Just plug it back into the wall. I think the, the little cable thing snapped. Well, she doesn't have to because it's going to ring again. Yeah.
See, that's what ripped the little the little connecting thing. Gotcha. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how the tongue is like. <laughs> it's locked from the inside, you Dude, dumb bitch. She is destroyed right now. <clears throat> locked, locked, locked. I'm, I'm drunk, and you're gonna go to bed. I thought she was back to shit over. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, we're going to go there. Oh, did you know that? KRGR. Oh, I never noticed that. Kruger Station. Oh. Such a rip. And this, like, had the most gore. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Rotating room, man. Oh, yeah. So it's like. Well, and like I said, it actually, it was hitting all the electric stuff. And it like, it, it was an issue. Like it made the, uh, <coughs> like it, it electrified everything and. The room was spinning out of control. Like it was, it was bad. It was actually very dangerous. And it was I think like the property you know, value went down after this. Oh yeah, right, bro. You got to redo the whole. You got to just tear out that entire room at that point. Like yeah, right. It's in everything. Bro, he's just so fucking suave. You almost look over the bullshittery that he, bullshit of a cop he is. <laughs> you think he's a bullshit cop? I mean, no, I, I don't know, man. It's like he's trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think he means well. He's sure better than the mom. I mean, yeah, he's oh. better than Braxton. So, oh, fuck, could you imagine? Oh no, the three beers I drank. So is the body just not there? It's just a pile of blood? So so chill. Well, dude, I I do feel bad for her. I mean, that's man. It's like, yes, 
let me just blow through like however many years of law enforcement and the homicide investigation and just listen to my daughter. She's not supposed to handle it in the first place. Yeah. Is this where the inspiration of Home Alone yeah. came from? This is where we get that Home Alone. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. That Home you. Alone so well it is. It's pretty much exactly what Kevin McAllister does. And it's smart, Kevin too. McAllister? Is that yeah. his... I was thinking Macaulay Culkin, but sure. I mean, yeah, but that's the kid's name. I'll tell you what, I love me some Laurie Strode, but shoot, Nancy's the best final girl. Because she was like, I'm not, she was like, I'm not just going to fight or flight. I'm going to fight. Like, she was going to go down. in this? Nancy? Yeah. No. Am I no. thinking of another movie? Bro, Nancy, she was like, man, she's going to go down swinging. But she goes down swinging. No, she didn't go down swinging. I'm thinking of a scene at the end where, like, someone gets dragged in from uh, from the from the door. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's okay. That that's in the movie, right? Yep, but that's okay. Okay. (laughs) That's the worst she's seen. Okay. Bro, his body is in tiny little pieces. I mean, if you can't tell what it is, all it is is just a pool of blood. That's a good line, though. What's the coroner say? He's been in the John Pukin since he saw it. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Good lord. I'm going to make a good choice and I'm going to put the vodka bottle I'm going to put that Tito's bottle on my nightstand and the minute you leave the room I'm going to drink the whole damn thing. (laughs) Bro, her liver's got to look like a sun-dried raisin. (laughs) Fucking hell. Because it's not even like malt liquor. It's fucking straight fucking vodka. It's straight vodka. Bro. Dude, it's just straight he need, she also, needs. Also, who could sleep like that? She needs something better, like Aviation Gin, made by made by Ryan Reynolds. No, I'm kidding. We're sponsored. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds, can you sponsor us? We play in your court. What's the? What are the paramedics taking away? There's nothing to take away. You carrying oh, a bottle of blood, dude? Buckets, like. Yeah. Hey, we have another patient coming in. Okay, bring him in. Brings out like buckets. Well, we're going to need a bathtub. Where's the patient? (laughs) 
Bro, that's a dope ass watch. Where to find that? Please hit me up. Even if it's from 1984, you'd still want it. Yeah, it talks to you. It says ten minutes and counting. <clears throat> the final dream. It's a final countdown. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was playing over like the final fight between her and Freddie? Bro, I was thinking that was the song that was going to play when she was getting the house prepared. What, is she going to fight fire with fire? Is she going to have her own glove? I definitely would have put on real shoes and not slippers to go fight the demon that's hiding in my dreams. I know, right? I'd put on some Crocs at least and put it in four-wheel drive. And it's gone. I like that tapestry over there, though. The dogs? Yeah. Bro, the feng shui in this basement is so fucked. Yeah. No wonder Freddy Krueger haunts it. Oh, that's scary. Bro, this house has two basements? Bro, this is a $3 million house in no, today's that's not. No, market. that's not two basements. That's her dream. That's she's dreaming that it goes down into the boiler room. Oh, okay. I about to say that. I was like, Jesus Christ, son. This thing is definitely on the market. And it's also for... cool that, you know, they're uh, that they're bringing back, like, Glenn's voice and Tina's voice. And, like, you're... <clears throat> Again, the characters have relationships. You, you care about the characters. This is, like... This is Nancy's chance to redeem and, like, to avenge... Bum, 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 to avenge, like, her friends, you know? Yeah. And it's insane to think that, like, in the next future installments of this movie, like, you're kind of rooting for Freddy. Yeah. Definitely after the first two or three, you're like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> ah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's Freddy for a child uh, abuser and murderer. I know. It's like when you put it that way, it sounds so bad. Yeah. It sounds so bad when you put it that way. Again, it's like the it's like the people that call Michael Myers daddy. It's like, the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? But it was everybody, though. I mean... I don't call him daddy. No. Oh wait, you're talking about Kruger. <laughs> no, I just I just mean like kids. It was everybody wanted to be, you know, they all wanted to be Freddy. I didn't. He was cool. He was, you know. Bro, next thing you know, you're gonna tell me he was in the fucking MTV awards back then. I mean, they gave him the TV show. Fuck, they did, didn't they? Yeah, Freddy's Nightmares. Was it like an anthology, but with just Freddy? Yeah, but it's they're fun though. It's like every new it. It's basically like a Twilight Zone kind of thing, and Freddy's like the host, but it's also like a new dream every episode. But like he, you know, it it it, it could have been cooler than it was. I think it was actually <clears throat> a little bit of a letdown, but. 
the I mean, religious it was, undertones in this movie is insane. It was like a joke. I mean, he plays guitar and shit like. Just saying, all those booby traps upstairs is kind of pointless now. Yeah. Well, she's got to bring him into the real world for any of that to happen. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Beats by Dre. <laughs> You're about 30 years early, my friend. Proud this movie is ahead of its time. He's like, okay. He's like, okay. Wait, I thought you already went down that. You don't have Fuck. to ask me twice. <laughs> and she's seeking him out. Like, she wants to be, like, next to him, you know? Superhero pose. This is a great jump scare moment too. All right. Because you're as an audience member, you're like, oh well, crap, it didn't work. And he feels pain. Also, I love this. This is my favorite booby trap thing she did. Because he even makes a noise. <laughs> it hits oh him like, I think it hits him right in the nuts. <clears throat> oh, you stupid cop. Okay, Braxton. Just saying, if you're at a fucking crime scene where someone just got killed, and the one I know, right? That I found right? him, and you don't know where the killer is, like, yeah, and, and then and all of a sudden you're like, everything's going to be yeah, okay. Watch, watch. <laughs> it because it hits him in the gut, and he even goes, oh. <laughs> I mean, he's actually scary right here. Yeah, he is. Well, you also don't see him, like, in... That's that's part of the thing with, like, a lot of the later sequels, and even in part two, like, you see Maybe him Maybe I in, better like... go tell the fucking lieutenant. You see him in full light. Yeah. You know? Also, can't he see them through the windows? Like, <clears throat> can't he see that there's somebody, like, chasing her and, like, fighting her in the room? I don't know. These, these bit, oh my god, is that her like old stash? I know, right? Because 
He's like, are you kidding me? Not again. <laughs> oh my god, you can see the flame suit under that. Yeah, you, you see really how chunky can. he got. Yeah, you can. Slim Freddy Krueger to Porky the pig. He sounds like Arnold. Oh my god. Get to the chopper. Get to the boiler room. Also, all those people on the lawn, like, you're not gonna. Nobody's questioning that this kid is screaming for help. While now the fog is, is in real life. Now, while wow, that's called smoke and fire. Also, this is scary too. Because it's like, oh, shoot. Oh, the mother's dead? I always thought that was a strange shot. That was always <clears> one <throat> of the weird... To me, at least. That was always one of the weirder shots of the movie. Like, just odd. Could you, would you not crap yourself if he was like, No. <laughs> he just went, no, I don't. He's taking it pretty well, knowing his mother yeah, just... he really is. His wife just got fucking incinerated. Well, it's his ex-wife, but still. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they're not married oh. anymore. He <laughs> said, okay. <laughs> Bro, he just, he just steals the show for me. Yeah. I always thought Freddy was genuinely scary in this moment, too. Like, this is another genuinely scary Freddy moment. Like, he he's pretty menacing and pretty brooding, you know? It's like her fear has turned to anger. 
Is this where yeah. manifestation came from? It's like, I manifest my friends to be back. Like a TV static. I know, right? So, oh no, it's a dream. You see it? That's definitely a dream. Oh, because of the fog? Yeah, Yeah, and the fact that her mother said, I'm going to stop drinking. (laughs) She would have never said that in real life. She never would have said that. Now, this ending, I think, is another thing that Bob Shea added that because him and Wes Craven disagreed on a lot of things but to have the the car be the colors yeah you see the 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 car yeah She's definitely on the henny now. Right? Yeah, she took out the vodka. She's on the henny. And this looks so bad. This everything stood up pretty well except for this. Really? I Half thought this theory. one was the most frightening. I thought that was the most frightening. I mean the way she sucked through. <clears throat> I don't know, man. That <clears throat> I don't think that ending whole I mean the ending as a whole is fine, but I mean, like the uh, the whole Marge getting sucked through the window, like I mean, back little... then with the practical effects, if you would have saw that, and I mean, that's you think it's much. real now, we could yeah. tell it's fake and bullshit. Like I'm sure for the time it was terrifying, but <clears throat> looking back on it, it's like oh, that didn't hold up. But this whole movie holds up in incredibly well, like. And again, I mean, it's still unsettling in a lot of places. Yeah. I mean, even like it was unsettling for back then, but the idea of it is still, even for now, it's still terrifying. I mean, like a a lot of the, uh, they even said this in Never Sleep Again, the, the producers and the New Line Cinema execs like didn't sleep well the night after they read the script because it was (laughs) so like, it was so haunting. Like they thought it was terrifying. So Definitely one of the most influential horror movies ever made. Um, and dare I say, one of the most influential movies ever made. I mean, it built New Line Cinema. It it made one of the most popular characters in all of cinema. You know, I mean, everybody knows who Freddy is. Everybody, you know, can name a Freddy line that they like. You know, just it's it's funny. It's funny how that character has kind of evolved and became such a, an important part of pop culture you know especially for the 80s and 90s so there is our full commentary of Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984 I keep almost wanting to say 1994 so uh be sure to watch out for the uh this episode of Purely and Simply Evil we're going to take a deep deep dive into this movie guys thanks so so much for hanging out with us we will talk to you soon. New episodes of our shows premiere every single Tuesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Talk the Movies. As always, you guys are the best. Thanks. God bless. Love you. See you. <coughs> Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.